Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Rocks and Roots podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tumbles, and once again through the screen is... Cranky, good evening. Good evening. We have announcements. We do. So we do have a guest this evening, but we would like to clue you in on a few 2022 announcements. Crank, would you like to go first? Sure. So our numbers, again, grading on a rocks and roots scale, our numbers have exploded. We are doing very well. So we wanted to thank everyone and we wanted to thank our guests. The reason we're doing so well is because of our guests. You guys are great. So our first announcement is we have a Patreon which you set up, so I'm going to let you give the details on it. (laughs) Okay, we're going back and forth here. So yes, we have started a Patreon. I will preface this with, there's no pressure whatsoever, but full transparency, we do pay two subscriptions to keep this podcast going. The first one is through Podbean, and that is the platform we use to get our episodes up onto Apple. That is $15 a month. And we also pay a subscription to Zoom so we can talk to our guests for more than 40 minutes. If you don't have a subscription, they do knock you off um, after 40. That is also $15 a month. So we decided perhaps our listeners could help us out a bit. It's, again, no pressure, but we have two tiers for your convenience convenience yes <laughs> our first our first tier is called the day hiker because you have to go to work tomorrow tier and that is three dollars a month and for three dollars a month you get a bonus episode crank and i are in the talking phases of the bonus episodes at the moment so we will keep you up to date on that Ooh, and- i just got a crazy awesome idea for one i'll tell you when we're done see it's a secret you have to join the page i'm teasing <laughs> we're getting good at this shit what else do they get uh, <laughs> our listeners also get for the five dollar a month tier which is called the section hiker because you got a few days off for the five dollar a month tier you get that bonus episode and and i think this is the most exciting thing uh we decided to do a live for our five dollar a month subscribers uh, we will do this live probably on YouTube, and we may or may not show our faces. Oh my god. Uh, I'm thinking of different types of masks we can get to, <laughs> to show off our lovely faces. I'm, I'm thinking a squirrel mask for me. So yeah, that's what we're going to do. We want to chat with our listeners, do an AMA, hang out, talk shit, talk trail. That's what we have planned so far. Uh, to piggyback on that, I did mention YouTube. Yes, we do have a YouTube channel that we just started. So Crank, I will throw this over to you and you can explain our YouTube channel. Okay. Um, so I guess (laughs) we're going to do more videos of our hikes. Um, I guess we can do our lives on there. Um, we really are in the development phase, so... Um, I actually started this. I just threw them under the bus. Yes. I, I started to actually put our episodes up on, um, on YouTube as well. So the most recent episode, uh, if you're listening to this in real time, is Neil Lyons' episode of The White Mountains. That is episode 44, is up currently on YouTube. If you just type in the Rocks and Roots podcast, you will definitely find us, so please subscribe. I'm trying to figure out how to get our past episodes up on there because I don't like clutter on my phone, so I've deleted a lot of our episodes that are already up on Apple, and I'm trying to figure out how to download them again. So... If anyone has any suggestions on how to do that, please let us know, (laughs) because I'm kind of tech stupid when it comes to this. But other than that, that is, that was the two big announcements of the evening. I, Tumbles, was talking about merch maybe later in the year, but we shall see, depending on how many people actually really love us. (laughs) Which I suppose we're going to find out, because now we're asking people for money. Oh, I know. No pressure, guys. We love you. Yes. Uh, crank anything else before we get Dragon Sky on? Um, the TikTok, one of my 
New Year's resolutions was to learn more shit. So I have an awesome book called Nature's Garden I've been going through on our TikTok and researching and explaining edible plants. So check that out. I also do um, knots up there. And when we get out on trail again and we do, um, you know, some overnights, I'll be doing some campsite and camp life hints and tips. Awesome. Uh, you know, funny thing, I, I was futzing around on TikTok a few days ago and I was scrolling through it. And I'm like, oh, this looks like a cool book. I want to see more of this video. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you know who awesome. would love this cranky? And yeah, it was actually our own video. So <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, goodness gracious. So anywho, all of this, of course, will be in the show notes. Uh, I will plug us now before we get Dragon Sky on. Um, as usual, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a comment, leave us a review, hopefully a good one. Thank you for those that left reviews. Oh, yeah. We noticed a small spike in our reviews, so thank you. Mm -hmm. um, we are at all fives at the moment. Let's keep that streak going. Yes, thank y'all. We are on the Instagram. Uh, we're trying to get more up on the Instagram, too. Uh, we may be thinning ourselves out of the socials, but we're going to try. Uh, rocks underscore and underscore roots underscore pod is Instagram. TikTok is rocks underscore roots underscore podcast. YouTube is the Rocks and Roots podcast. And Patreon is also the Rocks and Roots podcast. So we are going to be inundating your ears and eyes. And we, once again, as always, thank you so much for listening. And without further ado, here's our episode with Dragon Sky. Well, good evening, Dragon Sky. It is so lovely to chat with you. Same here. Thank y'all for having me. Oh, absolutely. It is, <laughs> it is our pleasure. So... For those of you who do not know, Dragon Sky is an Appalachian Trail through hiker. 2021, baby. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, you Thank finished you. fairly recently. That's um, We'll get into the story of how we heard of you, which is kind of interesting and involves some social media garbage. Um, <laughs> but welcome. And you also wrote an article called Not Just Another Hiker that was picked up by the trek and went viral um yeah. so we can talk about that a little bit if you would like but yeah. usually we like to start with um the hiking background what is your story and what got you into hiking okay yeah so basically my story started last year during covid um i lost my job and because i lost my job i started hiking because it just triggered my anxiety. So I was like, okay, I lost all the structure and what I thought I was supposed to be my whole life, which was, you know, vet tech. But instead I found nature. Like there was a, a man at Harriman, I was hiking with my ex and he was like, you know, behind me is the Appalachian Trail runs from Maine, Georgia to Maine. And it just like, I just like got so interested and kind of just dove down this rabbit hole and did all like just started researching things on YouTube and researching other hikes near me and joining a North New Jersey hiking group. And I just started hiking like the AT in New Jersey and PA and then started with state parks um, just to get myself like familiar with it because I've never hiked. So this is like my first year hiking period. Um, so when he told me that, like after losing my job, I kind of like I said, I went down the rabbit hole and I was like, oh, I kind of want to do this. And I wanted to see if other people had heard of the Appalachian Trail, because I didn't hear of it, I didn't even know there were mountains in New Jersey. So I was like, okay, interesting. And there was like a whole group of like all these people who hiked the Appalachian Trail. And then I joined the group because I wanted to, you know, meet people and stuff and ask questions about the trail. Um, and one of those questions was like about my safety as a black woman in the South. And that just spurred like a bunch of hate actually. <laughs> like right. me asking about my safety after Ma was uh, killed jogging. Um, people were just like, the trees don't see any color and just sending me really nasty things, uh, like repulsive, just gross messages. And then I just wrote an article. I was so mad. 
So I wrote an article because I was upset and I was like, I'm going to write to Oprah. I'm going to write to whoever hears this. And then someone, I guess, in the group contacted the ATC because they're the ones that actually like published it first. Mm-hmm. My article, not just another hiker, then the track cross published it. So, okay. That's, that's, that went really, really quickly. So when did you start, when did you do your hike in Harriman versus writing your article and then actually getting on trail? What was the turnaround okay. time? Oh man, Harriman, I'm pretty sure that was winter time mm-hmm. because, uh, it's like hard cause I've been on trail for like the past nine months. Right. I think it was like probably the winter, like kind of that new year, January area. And then I wrote the article. I think that went viral in either April. Uh, so it was kind of fast. Yeah, so that went viral really fast after that. And then I, as soon as it went viral, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Because I didn't know how I was going to be able to do this. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know anything about gear. I'm like, I can't afford this gear. Like, the numbers to hike the trail just seem like, you know, wild. Mm-hmm. So me having, you know, the article gone viral, I had so many opportunities from, you know, people asking me to write for them and companies at, you know, willing to sponsor me and stuff. And that's what kind of got me out. That's like the timeline of that. It was like the man at Harriman during the winter then me joining the group, um, losing my job. Um, yeah, that was around March ish. Yeah. And then writing the article right after then. What a whirlwind. Yeah. It's been like, uh, it's it's been a whirlwind. I didn't never expected this. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so you actually, I'm sorry, Tumbles, I cut you off. You okay. actually um, gave us a perfect transition. One of our questions was about sponsorship. Um, so that's awesome. Anytime you can get a company to pay for your stuff, um, that's fantastic. So who are you sponsored by? Um, so during my hike, I had uh, Six Moons Designs. Um, they really came through and helped me a lot with like my packs, umbrella, um, tent, um, then Z packs came in later on there. I don't even know if they're like a sponsor, but they've been helping me. Like they've been sending me gear and lightning equipment has been, you know, supporting me by sending me gear, um, backpacker. I was vlogging for them through my hike. Mm -hmm. So I was compensated to do that. And also I was working on a podcast for them. So that helped me tremendously. And then the Appalachian Trail Conservancy, um, they're the ones that officially, like, they, they're the first sponsor. Like, once they got my article, they were like, we want to sponsor you. I yeah. applaud your, your willingness to just go for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would love to do a through hike, but... Wouldn't we all? <laughs> yes. Sometimes, you know, Tumbles and I talk about this frequently. There's bills to pay. I have a mortgage. I have a lovely wife. <laughs> um, you know, I can't just drop for six seven eight months so the fact that you were able to do that and you just went for it um i uh, i kind of applaud that i admire anyone who is willing to just say you know what i'm gonna do it no excuses let's get it done yeah thank you yeah i knew i had to that's just the mindset that i had going into it and then taking on the triple crown i was like well I've faced mountains in my life before, so I'm like, I can do this. And when I say I'm going to do something, I always follow through and do it for myself. Like the ET, like every day that was my individual decision to get up and rain and snow and thunder and lightning, you know, all sorts of stuff that I had to just like adapt to. But I still was able to like every day, like, you know, tomorrow is not going to be like this if it is a bad day. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, what we often, once again, talk about uh, is that when we watch vlogs and we read articles and listen to podcasts, a lot of people overlook the bad times and, and the tough times on trail. And we, we always say we want more real. I beat Tad, mm-hmm. for example, uh, um, does it real. You know, he cries on the camera. He, he curses, you know, frustration. And that's what you do as well. And we always enjoy seeing that. Because yeah. it's like it's like I'm like sometimes I'm like oh I wonder if I could be myself but I'm like I'm a I'm a New Jerseyan like we're just very <laughs> blunt we curse we curse so much we're very passionate people and I'm like I just want to be real with people I do I don't want it to be all like the sunshine and rainbows and stuff I've seen on YouTube because I'm like the reality is like mud mosquitoes the mm. sun is eating you bite like baking you 
I mean, there's times my tent almost got blown off. Like, that's the reality of it. And, like, I've cried. And that's a lot for me, too, to be vulnerable to cry. Because I'm, like, usually I'm, like, I don't want to cry in front of people. But I was, like, I want to show the world this is really what it is. This is not, like, yep, every day's blue. And it's just, like, climbing easy mountains. Because it's not. <laughs> True or story. Until you, yeah, or waiting until you get to the summit and then starting your video and skipping, um, you know, the difficult climb. So how did you get your trail name? It's a very interesting trail name. Oh, yes. My name, Dragon Sky. Uh, actually, I named myself, or I should say the Dragonfly named me. This actually happened, again, this happened on the Suffern Bear Mountain Trail mm-hmm. in New York. So this is close to Harriman. Um, so I got it off another trail. I was hiking with a person that I wasn't really like you know close with i had just started hiking so i joined these groups and someone's like let's do this trail and i was like okay i camped with him once and we're hiking i think it was like day two of our hike and like he wanted me to lead the hike and i don't walk that fast so he's just being passive aggressive the whole time like you know huh we're never gonna make it that's not nice yeah that's really nasty and then i'd be like you know do you want to lead and he's like no 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 but i'm just like okay so i after, like, just mo- moments of that, like, minutes and minutes of that, I just had a panic attack. Like, I just, like, Aww. went into anxiety mood and took off and just started powering down the mountain and then fell into this boulder. Um, and my legs started bleeding and, like, swelled up, like, the size of a marble. And he's like, you know, I don't have time for your feelings and all this mess. Like, you need to go talk to someone and go take care of that. And so I like feeling very alone now because I've never really gone out and done like a multi-day backpacking trip. And I uh, got on the phone with my friend and I was like, you know, I feel very alone right now and I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get off this mountain. I don't feel comfortable leaving. And I'm just like upset and distraught. And then I get off the phone with my friend. I go to sit on this boulder. I missed it the first time and ended up falling like on my butt. And got back up and I'm just like throwing my poles and I'm like, oh, I hate this. And I'm just sad and crying because I feel alone. And then at that moment, something lands on my head and I'm like, what is this? Like, it's a huge thing on my head. And I'm like, "Okay, this is weird. And then I look down on my foot and it's an orange dragonfly just sitting on like the edge of my foot just with me. And I like until I stopped crying. And then like at that moment, the sky opened up, like it was a gray day and the sky just opened up with this dragonfly and me. And I was like, oh, that's my name. My name is Dragon Sky. You found your spirit animal. Yes, they've always been my spirit animal since I was like nine. (laughs) I'm, I'm terribly sorry to hear about that story though. That really troubles me. We, we always say nature is our therapy and to be mm-hmm. out in nature and then dealing with someone so negative, I, I, I can't even imagine, but you've overcome this and you're basically out to say, you know what, I can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though like it was bad, I, you know, it was a learning experience, you know, it's just like, okay, I really need to know who I'm going with when I go out and yeah, I kind of learned I was... from it. Yeah, I was just gonna say and I'm sorry to cut you off. That is um, So actually I wanted to ask first. So this was just an online group you found you don't have to name the group But um, this is just an online group that you found Yeah, like online hiking group. Okay. Yeah, definitely. We always say Glad that you had this learning experience and we can share it with our listeners always know who you're going with Yeah Um, it, it's very, very important and exactly for that reason. But I'm definitely, and we are definitely glad that everything turned out okay. And we're glad your spirit animal showed up to uh, help you out. And that is a really awesome trail name. Thank you. Yes. So I'm like, I love my name. I'm glad that I didn't have anyone else name me. I actually wrote a whole article about that, <laughs> you know, about what's in a trail name. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to be named oh. by anyone. I just didn't want to. Why, if you don't mind me asking? Um, because like my article is more like I was speaking with a friend. She's also a black woman, and she's like was talking about black people being named, um, you know, in history by white people, just like us constantly being given names. And also, it's an indigenous practice, like the the history of trail naming. And so she was like, you know, thou shall not take if any more names from white people, like because I had heard from other like in my article. I had interviewed other hikers that were given like trail names solely based off of them being black. And mm-hmm. I didn't want that experience. So I said I was going to take the power back and just name myself and leave it at that. 
Okay. Yeah, that last part definitely makes sense. Um, very cool. So let's talk um, Appalachian Trail. So once again, congratulations. Anyone that does that through hike, um, I admire automatically. So your hike took eight months. When did you start? I think you finished in October, if I remember right. But when did you start? Um, I started February 22nd, 2021. So did you hit snow um, in Georgia up on like Blood Mountain and through that area? Nope, unfortunately not. It was very warm. I was very upset about it. Because yeah, I, am I, a snow I hiker. would be too. <laughs> yeah, we would be like, too. <laughs> what is the earth doing and what is going on? The Jordans were like, we don't know what's going on. They're like, this isn't normal. I'm like, it shouldn't be set. Like, I was out in a sports bra, like oh. a blood mountain, like in my video. So that just shows you everything. Like, <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, when we went to do that section of trail in June of 2020, it was cold. Yes. And wow. there you are in a, in February in in shorts and a sports bra. That's not fair. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I didn't get the real colds. I mean, honestly, it was until like the end of my hike because I ended November 17th. So like New England, I was like, Georgia was cute compared to like New England when it came to cold uh-huh. because it was just so warm and foggy. It rained a lot. It rained a lot in Georgia. Yeah, we got rained on as well. I, that can definitely identify there. Um, so how does that work? Because my understanding, and I'm obviously wrong, my understanding was that Baxter closed at the end of October. So how do you work that where you can get in in November? Um, I just flipped. Like, I, oh, okay. yeah, I sense. flipped up and then hiked southbound because I didn't want to rush. I'm like, people, I, there were through hikers getting really injured because they were like, getting exhausted and also just like pummeling out the miles and missing the hundred mile wilderness. And I'm just, just like, I don't want to like miss this, you know, everyone talks about the section. So I was like, I don't want to rush. I just want to take it the way I want to. So I summited, I think it was October 5th. I went up and then flipped down. Good for you. I mean that that's a very awesome outlook to have. You want to enjoy the time that you have out there. So you summited October 5th. Do you know when the last day was that hikers were allowed to get up there? Um, I think it was October. They closed it October 20th. Yeah, because they closed it. Yeah, the day after my birthday, they closed it because of the something with the vegetation being sensitive. Yep. And overrun. Yeah. All right. And then you flipped down. And then where did you officially end your hike? Um, it was Andover, Andover, Maine. Andover, Maine. Okay. And how far, how many miles is that between Baxter or Katahdin and Andover? Oh man, I do not. That's like the bottom of Maine. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's like by Gorham. It's like getting close to Gorham down there. Oh, okay. So you were nearby civilization then? Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of, yeah, somewhat. There was like no, really not many people, not many shuttle drivers, barely i like it was hard for me to get a shuttle and it was snowing so what an adventure i mean eight months so yeah like like cranky was saying earlier that's how we actually actually came across you dragon sky was on instagram and um i believe it was the truck that put your picture up and congratulated you on your through hike and saying that it it took you eight months but you did it it was amazing and then the troll started how does it take someone eight months what were you doing wrong and just kept going on and on and on and cranky and i were like what the hell i I mean i guess hike your own hike is thrown out the window (laughs) i think it's just so overused it's um it's one of those terms that is used so much that it loses its meaning Um, Mm -hmm. And it loses its impact. So people hear it all the time. And it just at this point for so many people in the hiking community, it really doesn't mean anything. And we always have said it's really, really important. It may sound corny. It may be overused. You may have heard it a thousand times, but it is one of after safety. It's one of and it actually is part of safety. It's Mm -hmm. one of the most important principles that we need to maintain on trail is 
hike your own fucking hike. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that's how we heard of you. We were fending off the trolls. Um, <laughs> so what did you just take your time? Did you take zeros? See the sites? Why? You know, why exactly did it take eight months? Um, okay, it took me eight months because I really wanted to get. Well, first off, honestly, in the beginning, I got injured. So. Like, I started off, and then I got to Outdoor 76, you know, awesome shoe place. Had to switch out my shoes because my ankles were swelling up. Like, my ankles were just rolling all the time to the point where, like, my body's just not correcting it anymore. And I'm, like, in danger of, like, breaking my ankle. So I took, like, a few days off in Franklin, and I took a week off in Hot Springs. And then I was like, I really can't be doing what everyone else is doing because people were doing this straight out the bat. They're like, oh, I did 18 straight out the bat. And I'm like, okay. Like, at first I was like, I want to, you know, catch up with people and stuff. And then I'm like, after you, like, hurt yourself and you realize, like, yeah, you do one wrong step and your hike is over. Like, you could just be injured and that's it. Um that was really on my mind. Um, so I slowed it down also. Like, I've had days with my depression mm-hmm. where it, like, takes me longer to get up. And, or, like, I miss days because it's hard for me to function sometimes. So I take self-care days in the forest to myself. So that took time. I also do side quests. Like, I went on a camping trip in Delaware. I went to D.C. I went to uh, Roanoke. Jumping in and out of places, the aqua blazing on the, well, kind of from Front Royal. Um, Just taking side quests, hanging out with people. Uh, The dragonflies, my fans, like I have lots of dragonflies along the way that like offered me their like houses to stay at and dinner and stuff. So that took time off. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But honestly, I didn't want to rush. I didn't see the point of that. Like being on trail the first week and realizing like when I woke up, I think it was the third day I was like, where, why is there nobody here? I was really confused. I was like eight o'clock and I was like, everyone's gone. And like people come into the shelter, like boasting about their 30 mile days and stuff. And like there were, and I met like a few other through hikers, like my family that I had, like they were like me. They were like, they, I slowed them down and they were very appreciative of it because they were like, yeah, like they don't want to push big miles. They want to enjoy it too. Like, I stealth camp where I want to stealth camp. If I hike two miles and there's a great campsite, I'm going to not pass it up. So, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, And, you know, they usually say when you start, if it's your first long distance hike, they, even if you feel good, they usually say start out low mileage and then build from there. We have many years of hiking experience behind us, but we would start low mileage too on a long distance hike. It, it it wards off injury and you don't bonk or quit later on. So well done. And well done for taking, well, for making the most of your hike, going to mm-hmm. see the sites. You're from New Jersey. So I, I don't know how often you travel, but you, you took advantage of traveling outside the trail. And mm-hmm. that's that's something we love to travel as well. So that's that's definitely something that we encourage all hikers to do. Yeah, there's like so much to see. I'm like, especially up north. I went to Concord. Concord. I forgot how to say that. Mm-hmm. Concord. Concord. Because you don't Conquered. pronounce the R. You know. Concord. You know. I went to like I had a dragonfly in North Adams. We went to the Mass Mocha. I did things that other hikers didn't do. Like go to the Mass Mocha. Like nobody knows about North Adams. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like LGBT people. There's black people. It's like there's young people there. It's it's great. I'm like I'm can't wait to go back because I'm speaking at Williams College and I was like I fell in love with North Adams. You know, yeah, (laughs) just like little things like that. And just having that time to take time to spend time there and not just go through that trail town. Because there's some towns I'm like, okay, I don't ever want to see ever again in my life. You know? Yes. But some of them, I'm just like, I'm glad I sat there for a few days. So North Adams, it's in Massachusetts. And it's one, it's a the town with, um, does it have a mill and the river runs through it? Uh... It's Greylock. Okay, yes, that's that's exactly the town. We enjoyed that town too, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. It's a great place. I love that. I was like, yeah, at first I saw it, I was like, when I crossed the highway, and I was like, oh, the Berkshires. And I was like, what is this, the Hamptons? I was like, is this like Connecticut? Because Connecticut, I'm like, ill. I just did not, I would not 
no, not hiker friendly, you know. But we agree. Yes. Yay! I'm glad. I was like, Kent. Uh, mm, no, just stay trail. Connecticut blew me out of the water. Like I wasn't expecting that on the AT for Connecticut, but uh, I did not like. I mean, it was. It's one of the shorter states, and it, it's one of my least favorite to go through. <laughs> really? Yeah. Not Sage's Ravine either, because Sage's Ravine was so. Uh, I was gonna say I liked the river there. Um, we went through a really nice park in Connecticut, uh, mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed. And then the falls there I enjoyed. So there's not like a lot of trail towns in Connecticut, but the trail itself, um, I didn't, it's, the, it wasn't amazing, but mm-hmm. I didn't think it was too bad. Mm-hmm. We'd like to agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> yes. Just like Mount Race for our longtime listeners. Shut up, Crank. <laughs> oh, so I'm, I'm going to ask, what did you think of Mount Race? I need to get oh, people on my God. side for this. Oh, boy. I'm like trying to remember. It's right part. after Bear Mountain, that last. Oh, shoot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, in Connecticut. So Bear Mountain, and then you go into Mass, and then there's Mount Race. Okay, yeah, because there's like those three. There's Ever and then uh-huh. Love Love yes, and then you right go, yeah. there. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I like that. Yes, I don't think I like that. <laughs> Bear Mountain was anticlimactic. I was like, up. Oh, this is people like hyping it up, like Blood Mountain, and you're like, easy. And then you're like, okay, now it's getting weird. And then the next, and I'm just like, this is really like, because I think I hit it and there was still mosquito time. Okay. Yep. And, and that's what makes it worse. So, without a doubt. <laughs> so I, 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 we haven't kept tally on who likes it and who doesn't. But uh, I think this we're gonna start. <laughs> oh yeah, that's all you can have, Matt. That's not one of my top three. I'm like, I no, not my favorite. <laughs> well, all right, I'm I'm alone on this so far, but I will, I will get people on my side. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, speaking so, of top three, um, yes. Oh. Oh, I love these what segues. What an amazing segue. Oh, my God. That's wonderful. Um, speaking, <laughs> of, <laughs> speaking of your top three, what were your big three pieces of gear? Your pack, your tent, and Cranky put the footwear. Okay. Okay. Footwear. All right. Pack, Six Moods, Swift X. Um, that was my pack. I carried it along the whole way. It's a beautiful pack. It's great because I like if you have back issues, it's really supportive. Love that. Oh, great. Um, shelter actually changed because I started with the Big Agnes Copper Spur mm-hmm. trend, and then I like went over to the Six Moon Sky Trekker, and then after I had a bad incident where it flooded on the roller coaster, and that was the end of that. And then I switched to Zpex Duplex. Um, Zpex Duplex being my favorite out of the three. Um, and then you said shoes? Yeah. Yes. Oh, God, this is controversial now. See, I'm like, because I heard, I'm like, oh, the shoes. I've worn hokas. I've worn oh. hokas. And some people, like, will burn me at the stake for it. So, because it's, I mean, like, yeah, you lose your hill a lot. You do. I will say that. The hill just falls off the shoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, I found them to be very comfy through, you know, PA and um new hampshire (laughs) you know i i just recently got myself a pair of hokas and since we do trail running i've only worn them once and they are a shoe definitely that you have to get used to especially if you are used to zero drop like we are Mm. um but you know what forget everyone else if you enjoy those shoes then wear the hell out of them, <laughs> you know? It's a trail runner, like, and, like, the ultras. I, I, I don't understand. But you're the first person, actually, that we've talked to and that I've come across, really, in person that has used hokas on their thru-hike. So, awesome. Really? Yeah. Wow, I got so many people to convert. They were like, I'm like, yep, I got clown shoes, like, Goofy from the Goofy movie. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, what's that? And I'm like, yeah, these are, I got lots of hikers to switch over, and I'm like, wow this is interesting because i was like right solomon was also like my sponsor but i just got their shoes and i'm like i like hokas though they're very cushiony it's just you gotta give like give or take because it does they can get worn down really fast but at the same time there's comfort especially with plantar fasciitis like me 
that's mm-hmm. that's the thing. I dealt with that a couple of years ago. Um, no, we truly believe hike your own hike, and that applies to gear and footwear as well. Uh, one of our other guests from the Lookout Hostel Ooh. tried ultras because she was told we are ultra fans, um, ultra lone peaks. Like I would not be able to hike without them, mm. but, um, you know, she tried them and ended up ending her hiking for eight months almost because they destroyed her feet. They destroyed her ligaments. Mm. So it's whatever is best for you, um, is what you need to wear. So if those work for you, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's what I say with shoes. That's why I don't really recommend shoes. Like, people yep. will ask me on my dragonflies, and I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I just won't. Because feet are individual. I'm like, I wear nine and a half. I may have narrow feet or plantar. You may have, like, you know, wide feet. We have different, you know, we're individuals. So I won't, I'm not going to say that because you just don't know what works and what doesn't until you try it. No, 100%. Yeah, we always say the ultras work for us. I have mm-hmm. flat-ass feet. Um, and that works for me with the wide toe box. So, but that's, like I said, it's what works for me. Um, all right. So one of the other things that we wanted to ask you about was when we did Georgia, we got robbed of trail magic because we went, um, during COVID, um, our work schedules were a little different. We had more time. So we took advantage and we went. So we went through and none of the trail magic was there. Everything was roped off with caution tape. Um, Did that reopen this past hiking season? What was the trail magic like um, for this past season? Um, Well, I left in February because I didn't want to be around people, honestly. Right. So you're not going to get any. Yeah. yeah, Like my, my, what I define as trail magic is what not may not be what others define as trail magic. Because I'm like, yeah, I met fresh grounds, but I also had like dragonflies who would come and like give me trail magic. I've had people who like hiked with me in areas where I didn't feel safe and stuff. And that's like big to me or like just like, you know, you're just like, I always missed it, too. I always missed it because they have the little coolers, you know, like when there's a cooler and it's like free, whatever. And you're like taking the gamble and it's like a 50 50 chance there's going to be food. And most of the time there was I'm like, oh, man, I'm too slow. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't I didn't really get like much trail magic and I didn't really expect it either. Like, it's like I appreciate it when it happened, but I was like, OK, well, I started early and it is what it is at the same time because i've met other hikers who were mad and i'm just like i like people come out like fresh grounds making pancakes Mm -hmm. blueberry pancakes i'm like oh my gosh like that was like my first trail magic and i was like oh my god this exists (laughs) you know but then after that it was like okay when was the next time like no i didn't really have trail magic i like sounds like you made your own um yeah you were kind of a hiking celebrity kind of a a viral hiker before you really started your through hike so it sounds like you were able to make your own trail magic um so not necessarily traditional but it sounds like you had plenty of help which is exactly what the trail does it brings people together um we say that it brings out both the best and the worst in people but usually it brings out more of the best so um, very glad that you had a lot of help to get you through. Yeah, me too. Cause I don't know how, like I would have got through, like I wouldn't have gotten up to Maine if my dragonfly, my friend in, uh, New Hampshire driving me from like North Conway to like Baxter and then driving herself back. And I was like, you want gas or, and she's like, no, she just wants to help. And it's like Aww. people like that are when I had my tooth problem when I was in Rangeley at Main Roadhouse and I had a dragonfly come from Albany oh, wow. and like to try to get me to a dentist in Albany. And it's like these people are amazing. My friend dragonfly in Tennessee who like came and picked me up when I was in a place where I didn't feel comfortable. And she like got me out of there and like took me to Elizabethtown. We got drinks and she took me food shopping. She slack packed me. And I'm like, that's that's the kindness. And I'm like, I... I'm very fortunate and blessed in the fact that, yes, that before I came out here that I had the support because of my writing, which was like something, again, I didn't expect. I wasn't going into the writing like, oh, my God, I'm like 
just I'm very shy actually so like it just all kind of snuck up on me but that's like the trail magic I've had and the people who've been with me they've been able to like in Connecticut like when I was with my family we had a dragonfly like take us and bring us to a hotel because there's like no place really to get you know into town and it's just like everyone who's with me got trail magic sunrise mountain like I had a dragonfly there and she brought bagels and Wawa and hoagies and just like Jersey girl, like everything. And Aww. I was just so happy. And I'm like, you didn't have to do this, but you're amazing. You know? So it's just people like that, really, that have really made a difference. And they have gone like out of their way. And I'm like, you know, you don't have to do this, but they're like, we want to. And we know our limits. And we just want to be a part of your journey and support you and, you know, what you're doing in this community. And it means so much to me. Uh, yeah, we. I'm sorry. Go ahead, humble. No, that's that's fine. I mean, I was just gonna mention um, Neil, who we interviewed last week. That sense of community—it's everywhere on the trail. And I was gonna mention we have experienced it from the other side, tumbles. Um, we follow IB Tat, mm-hmm. and it was one of the most exciting experiences in our hiking journey when I got a dm from him saying hey i'm in uh delaware water gap pa i need a box um you know can you help me out and i immediately texted tumbles and we were in the car like racing up there and we were so excited to meet you know this person that we had seen on youtube that we learned so much from so i imagine that's how your fans felt about helping you it wasn't it was a pleasure rather than a burden yeah that's what they like felt like they were just like you know they just really wanted to help and they really stood you know they really still i mean some of my my dragonflies because i hate the word fans i'm like it sounds so generic because dragonflies are my spirit animals Mm -hmm. so like these beautiful souls are just like really looking out for me and they've read all my writings and they follow me and they're like supportive and like even when things happen on instagram i'm like they have my back like i'm like i'm good they're great and i like i don't even know it just makes me want to cry because they're just been so i wouldn't be where i am without the support of strangers that like really support what i do um and just like being going for the triple crown as well and having that support and having it from companies it's just wild oh yeah a whirlwind over the past year now you've mentioned a couple of times now as well as you you mentioned in your article that you were nervous and uncomfortable about hiking in some places on the AT would you mind going into that and is does this have to do with your gender, your race, uh, preferences, why were you so uncomfortable? And Um, if I could dovetail on that, did you encounter any of that? Because you mentioned it in your article, but your article was before you hiked. What did you actually encounter? Yes. um, Yeah. So basically, yeah, it's all race. Because, I mean, I can hide. I'm a lesbian, but, like, no one's going to know that. Like, I can't hide that part of me, but I can't hide my blackness. And I'm like... It's been, that's also why I want to do the CDT, because I'm like, I'm exhausted. The Appalachian Trail has been the most exhausting, like, space I've ever been in, in terms of, like, racism. I'm talking trail towns, Mm -hmm. like, not being able to walk around. There's racist hikers, because people think, oh, how could that be? And I'm like, well, if you're an asshole in the real world, you think you're not an asshole in the forest? There's assholes. There's people from places all around this country that have never seen black people. So, I have had... And I I mean, even hiking with my other friend and he's a person of color, like us being like him being targeted in Bennington Mm -hmm. in Vermont. And then me constantly like having to like it was Angel's Rest. Um, Like I was sitting there and then, you know, all the hikers leave and these two older white hikers come up to me and they're, they're just like, you know why am I called a racist? My dad fought in the Union Army and then to start like firing all these like racial things at me. And the hostel owner is there because I'm like, at this point, I'm just like, okay. I ended up just snapping. I was like, get the fuck out of my face. I was like, you got five seconds to leave me alone. I'm not the spokesperson for black people. They got kicked out the hostel um, because the hostel owner saw what was going on, too. Um, And she's like, I'm tired of this. Mm -hmm. She's like, this is what, like, you know, you know, people shouldn't be harassing me. And I'm like, I've been harassed on this trail by so many hikers. I've been harassed in Tennessee, especially. Hmm. 
Um, that's why I'm like, I can't. There was a section of trail I had to skip for my safety there. And then Pinmar Park, being a sundown town, like where like you cannot be black after dark. There was a woman who is from Ohio that moved there and I was in the shelter because it was thunderstorming and I was supposed to get back. So like a friend was supposed to pick me up because I was getting slack packed and she's like, honey, you can't be out here after dark. They will kill you. You're black. Can't be out here. And also Black Elation told me about Pimar. You know, Akuna, like the black hikers told me about Pimar and how like messed up it is. So it's just like spaces like that, New England, like you got like horrible. It's just like the amount of racism that I've experienced on this trail and in the towns more specifically wow. is what's jarring and because i did drop boxes because i'm a plant-based eater i had to go into towns frequently and i would get very anxious about it wow i mean we do not condone harassment in any way shape or form so i'm sorry you've had these these experiences and i hope well it does sound like it there was more good than bad that you've experienced on trail correct um, yes, I would say yes, as long as I was by myself, which is what I ended up doing a lot. That's why I started stealth camping, because I was like, I got to get away, because mm -hmm. I can't, I'm not going to be here and be the spokesperson for black people on this trail and get my hair touched and stuff. Like, I just started getting really, like, I actually developed social anxiety on the AT because of the stuff that was happening, so I just pushed away from people, and then after that, it kind of just stuck to myself and, like, my family members that I had, and I was pretty good after that. But uh, it's like a mixed bag. Like, I would never do the AT ever again. Mm -hmm. um, and because I heard the PCT is more diverse, too. Like, there's it's more diversity out there. But the AT is not. Mm -hmm. But that's why I'm out here, too. I'm like, I got to show up. I have to show black and brown people that we're out here doing this. So I'm on this trail to lead the way, you know. Yeah, definitely sorry to hear that. Because um, we have found like many different people on trail and we always lead by example. We always interact with everybody. Um, and we found all sorts of people race, color, creed on the, on the trail. And it's been a wonderful experience to meet a variety of people. Um, in PA, we encountered a group. Um, it was a school group of African-American girls and they were just out there, with their school doing a trip, like getting used to camping and learning. And that was fantastic to see. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry that you experienced some of the negative end of that. And not to mention, I mean, because you were going at your pace, you started early to stay away, but then the bubble caught up with you too. So I'm yeah. sure that did not help. No, the bubble, I mean, like, I've met some awesome people. Right. Like, there are people I met that I'm like, I mess with you for life. Wills, I mess with you for life. Like, you know, like, hiking with the 3Ks, like, shout outs to them. Like, these are people that are real and that, like, I'm lifelong friends with. Mm -hmm. But, like, I'm very, and also being who I am, people knowing who I am, I'm very, also very, like, okay, very protective of my energy and my space. Um, so... I just learned to be more of that and I learned to kind of be alone, which is kind of the opposite of the AT because I started it like wanting a tramley. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I kind of need to learn how to be alone and to stand on my own two feet. And because of that and just learning to be okay because I wasn't getting a tramley because I can't also keep up with the tramley because people are like, you know, someone's making the decisions every day and they're like, we're going to do this many miles and everyone's like doing the miles. And I'm like, but what if I can't do that? And I didn't want that pressure. So I just set off and kind of just was on my own. But, you know, your tramily are your dragonflies. Yes. Yes, they are. You know? I realized that, too. I really did. Um, like, they really are my family. And I still talk to so many, you know, people. We're gonna, I'm going to hike with some of them. So it, they're special to me. Great. Um, do you have any dragonflies out west? Because you've been... It's been in your articles. You've been talking about it now. You want to do the Triple Crown. Are there any of your dragonflies out west? Um, the PCT, yes. The CDT, um, not really. I mean, there's been people, like, I guess I posted my summit photo in one group, and they're like, oh, my gosh, like, let me know when you're out here. Because I have a few people in Wyoming. But mm -hmm. other than that, I'm not really sure. Okay. And 
I'm kind of nervous anyway about the CBT, but... <laughs> it, 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 it is a daunting trail. I, I was on it for a grand total of a mile and in New Mexico, wow. and I was like, there is like 3,000 miles between me and Canada. That's really a daunting thing to think about. Yeah, it's, um... I used to be afraid of it, but I'm, I'm, no, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm afraid. I'm scared as hell. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, fear is what drives me. Like, I'm like, I've climbed Adio Kachuk, aka Mount Washington. Like, I've done things by myself. And so I am ready to face my fears. I don't want to run from them. I mean, the grizzly thing is like, all right, I'm a little. Not gonna lie, the grizzly thing is what gets to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the grizzly bears. But other than that, I'm like, all right, let's do it. I know the San Juans are gonna be rough and the water carries, um, but I really wanna see Glacier and oh. Yellowstone again and the Tetons. Glacier does not disappoint. I, I went a few years ago just to visit. It was incredible. So you plenty to look forward to. It, so CDT, that seems like your next trail correct yeah yes when, that's what i'm going for the gold oh excellent so when are you planning this through hike probably 420 oh this year yeah <gasps> oh. i just like that date because my tag number was also 420 on the at so not, not just because up. of pot right yeah no because it's pot holiday it's pot but- holiday right like, I was, like, once the AT granted me number 420, I was there, and I was like, you guys know me so well. I was like, I am the safety meeting coordinator. How did you know? And I was like, yep, I'm leaving on 420. Sounds like a good time to go because you don't want to get, you know, to Colorado, to the San Juans before June 6th because of the snow melts. Okay. We're excited to to follow you on this journey. I always... I always seem to enjoy CDT videos more than PCT videos because it's kind of more of the unknown trail. So Mm -hmm. very much looking forward to you starting and following you on that journey. Yes, thank you. I can't wait. I want to make a movie of it. (gasps) Yes. There's not many CDT movies out there, so... I actually wanted to jump back. Um, I was letting you guys go off on your the triple crown but i wanted to circle back and revisit you said you spent a lot of time alone which is um actually kind of awesome did that help the anxiety or did that make the anxiety worse just that time to think and contemplate and then i'll tell you why i'm asking in a minute okay um being alone was actually better like honestly because it just gave me time to be okay and self camp where i want to camp and just be in control in a sense of like my own atmosphere like what i wanted for myself yeah i for different reasons obviously but i can definitely identify with that sense of control on our longer hikes on our longer section hikes i have enjoyed um the only thing that you have to do is get up and walk and then you decide when you're stopping where you're stopping uh, once you get in that groove, it is a wonderful feeling. Um, and just that time to think and contemplate has been very, very helpful um, for both Tumbles and myself when we've been out there. And sometimes we'll split up, um, you know, Tumbles will go ahead and, mm-hmm. and, you know, okay, now it's just it's time to be alone and just bask in the aloneness. So that's kind of why I was asking. So I'm glad that that time alone was helpful. Um, yeah yeah now i understand yeah it definitely is like when you're with the trees and the river and just nature i feel like also it's very spiritually connected i'm not religious at all but like i just feel like i'm one with the earth like nature's calling me out here and i just start like getting these positive like affirmations and i start dancing i get in my little music and i'm just happy and hugging the trees and throwing the leaves and it's like i can just i feel like just free to be me if i want to scream off the top of a mountain because i'm alone guess what i can scream off top of a mountain you know so there's like power in that especially i feel like as a woman like me being a solo woman because a lot of other women looked at, there were women who looked at me like I was like out of it. They're like, how can you do this alone? You know, and I'm just like, because I'm very like, I also know what I'm capable of. Like, I'm very confident in myself. I know how to defend myself. And I'm just like, once you find your freedom of being alone and learning to depend on yourself and you are the voice of reason of making your choices, it like gives you an independence that I can't really explain. Yeah. And I, 
Um, again, I'm coming from a completely different perspective than you, but the commonality and the common ground there is the trail and being out there. Um, and that is one of the best aspects of this. I never know whether to call it a sport or a hobby. Um, I, we kind of alternate, but that is one of the best aspects of hiking is no matter who you meet, you can be from, from completely different parts of the country or the world. We've met, um, we met an Australian out there, um, completely different genders, races, orientations, and in the world, that stuff could be dividing, that could be divisive, but you automatically have common ground when you meet on trail, no matter who you are, or what is going on with most people. I know you said you had some not nice experiences, but mm-hmm. the, the majority of people that, you know, automatic sense of common ground um, has been really, really wonderful to experience. Yeah, that's like the hiker experience and just kind of being together especially i mean there's like that one part of the trail where you go into hanover where the at just like kind of kicks you out abruptly and throws you into like the town and you're just like what the hell and like when i went there and i just saw other hikers and i'm like oh my god there's hikers you know (laughs) it's just like oh my god what type of matrix shit is this like i was just like so confused i was like where am i why are there college students and i'm just like where are the hikers where are the packs someone who understands even now post-trial i'm like i'm in contact with my friends because they're the only ones that understand well that's actually another good segue how did you feel post trek since you do deal with depression and anxiety so much people often talk about post trail depression did you experience or are you experiencing that yeah it's pretty bad i mean it was worse like immediately when i got off in november um like after i left the mountain i just felt dread Mm -hmm. i'm like what do i do but also i was like I'm Dragon Sky, like, I'm gonna go back to writing, and, you know, I have, like, my book and stuff, so it's not like I was, like, the fear of the unknown, it was just like, well, this is what I've been doing for nine months, I've been Mm -hmm. waking up, and doing whatever I want, like, you know what I mean, just, I wanna, my biggest thing is, like, yeah, I gotta climb a steep mountain, that elevation game makes no sense, because it's the AT, (laughs) that's it, but here, it's like, okay, you come back, I'm like, also, this is Philly where I am right now. And I'm like, people are mean. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, why are people mean? Like, I'm trying to smile. Like, you want to have the manners you have in the forest, you know? And you're just, like, thrown into this matrix. And I'm like, this is too much for me. I don't even want to be on the phone. I don't want to be around buildings. I don't like the smells. I am, like, mad that people are selfish. I'm very, like, it's just, like, this anger and this dread and despair. And, like, I've spoken to my other hiker friends, and it's just, like, I'm, like, it's just, like, I want to sleep all the time, you know? I just want to sleep, and I'm, like, I haven't even planned, like, my next backpacking because it's, like, the last time I went backpacking was the AAT. So it's, like, to put on that backpack and to even go on a two-day hike, I'm just, like, oh, am I going to flood tears now? So the way I deal with it, I mean, I'm back in therapy and I'm planning the CDT, which helps a lot. And also having a book right now with an agent has consumed my time to the point where I'm like, I'm busy and I'm spending time with my dog who I haven't seen for nine months, um, you know, eight months. Um, and that helps. But there are days where I honestly just have to reach out to other three hikers because I'm like, are you feeling the same? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, we should get together and hike because there's a few in New Jersey. And I'm like, can we get together? Can Aww. we just hike? Because I know you can. we can do the, like, the, the hard things now, you know. And it's completely understandable. You know, you look at the real world after after a long hike like you did. And you're like, these people don't understand at all. So, I mean, I'm glad you're going to therapy. It's It's definitely helped me. And also planning your trek is the most important thing to do. Yeah, it really is. It just gives you like something concrete and a goal to look forward to. And I'm like, this stay in the matrix is temporary. It's not that like, cause some of my friends are like, oh, you're adju- you all adjust. I'm like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to. That's not. I was just going to say, you don't want to adjust. I don't want to. Yeah, I'm like, I'm temporarily in the matrix until I go on my next hike. So this is a temporary stay. 
because the forest is the real world. I've explained that they're like, what are you talking like? That's the real world before all of these buildings and stuff. Like I've literally gone on tangents and people, you know, my friends are like, wow, you've changed. And I'm like, but this is not the real world, you know? Yes. (laughs) I am a huge Matrix fan and I think I'm going to start using that analogy. I'm going to go on one more tangent and then we'll wrap it up. Um, I picked up that you said you are in or near Philadelphia and you're not thrilled with it. I completely agree. Um, Philadelphia used to be my favorite city. Um, Yeah, my wife and I did our mini honeymoon there, like right after we got married. And I used to love it. And having been there uh, two or three times in the last year... um, and then two times in the last two months, I, I can completely identify with what you're saying about, um, you know, you get just not a good vibe anymore. And it, it makes me sad. So especially going from trail to that city, I could definitely see why you feel that you are in the matrix. Yeah, thank you for that. Because I'm like, it's a rough trend. Like, it's a rough transition. And before I went on trail, I thought I wanted to move to Philly. My therapist had actually advised against it because, you know, she's like, what keeps you going? What makes you happy? And I was like, mountains. And she's like, well, does Philly have mountains? And I was like, no. I mean, there's Wilkinson, there's Fairmount, right? But there's cars, there's noise pollution, there's constant beeping. I mean, there's gunsh. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. So it's like to the point where I don't even want to go outside. So I'm just getting ready to, you know, get back to Jersey because I brought a school bus. So I'll be back to Jersey anyway. <laughs> You're going to do the whole conversion thing and, and do like van life or... Yeah, well, I met a friend on trail at Palmerton, actually, (laughs) you know, in Palmerton, and then we became friends, and he built his own bus, and he ended up building a bus for his ex, and then she didn't want it, so he sold it to me, because they really needed to get rid of it, so there's a shower in it, and a bed, and a kitchen, and a toilet, and stuff, so it's, like, partially converted, partially insulated, like, you can live in it, it just needs a floor, and, you know, solar, some things like that. Well, I mean, we're looking forward to um, a video on that. <laughs> I, I I love those videos. So please yeah. post something soon. <laughs> okay, I will. I will. <laughs> awesome. Well, congratulations on your schoolie. Thank you. Uh, lots of, I mean, much changing for you. This is exciting. Um, all right. Well, we are wrapping. It's going to slowly start wrapping things up. Uh, I guess our last thing before we ask you to promote all of your socials is to tell us a trail story. Okay, a trail story, any story? Any story that you'd like. Okay, oh boy, this is hard. Oh man, okay. Okay, I would honestly probably go with the Roan Highlands um, being the best story of the trail. Um, Roan Mountain, beautiful mountain was covered in ice on the top and I thought that crossing Carver's Gap was the biggest surprise of my life honestly there's nothing that compares to that and just seeing like you just go along and just see the balds and just balds for like I don't even know how many miles just big bald little hump Jane bald and I went out there, and this was, like, right after a hiker. Like, I had met a hiker, and he was, like, I was asking him about sheltering and stuff. And he's, like, why would you do that? He's, like, you should camp in cold places. That's what I do. And so it was the Road Highlands where I first did my first stealth camp. And it was on, I think it was Big Hump. Yeah, it was, like, out on Big Bolt, I think. And it was just me. There was not a single through hiker for the rest of the night. And I got this 360 sunset and this 360 sunrise all to myself and um it made me feel like very alive it was at that moment that I knew that I was doing the trail and that I was confident in who I was and felt like no matter what mountain came before me that I was going to be able to do it after that that sounds beautiful and that's definitely I mean we're going to get down there soon enough but that's been on the list for many many years now is the Roan Highlands So what a wonderful experience you had. And thank you for sharing that. Thank you. We got to finish the Shenandoah first. Oh, Um, (laughs) yes, we're doing it. So, yeah, since we're section hikers, the Shenandoah has taken us over a year. Um, And 
yeah, my hiking partner's kind of over it, and I'm like, no, we're finishing it. So. <laughs> it's okay. We're all, trust me, everyone that I've asked this year about Shenandoah, no one, everyone seemed to have a problem. I was only mad because Skyline Drive keeps, like, I feel like you get gypped. You're like, oh, you're going to get a view? Nope. Go into the woods. That's the AT. I'm like, <laughs> yes. come on. Yep, we, we thought the same thing. <laughs> Like what? This is not right. So I had a. I'm like going back to see the rest of it because I feel like I didn't get the just like the Smokies. I feel like I had gyps. So <laughs> yes, definitely take those those mini vacations to see the rest of those parks. Excellent. Take your bus on Skyline Drive. It's it's worth it. Oh yes, that's a good idea. I'm definitely gonna do that now. Yes, in Blue Ridge. Get the, um, there's a National Parks Pass that you can buy. Uh, we bought it. It's 80 bucks a year, and it eliminates a lot of the entrance fees. And if you do Skyline Drive, it almost pays for itself because they charge 30 bucks to do Skyline Drive. Okay, yeah, I'll definitely pick one up because I'm going to um, Mammoth Cave this weekend. I've got another National Park to check off. Oh, Yeah, so definitely look into that. Okay. But, um... Well. Yeah, we've kept you over an hour at this point. Um, would you care to share? Uh, you said you're writing a book. Um, you have lots of social media stuff. So plug away. Okay, yes, yes, yes. I have a book at an agent right now. So that's pretty huge. It means it's getting moving. Uh, it's going to be called Mountains by Moonlight. I just changed the title. It's a memoir. Um, just talking about my life growing up with mental illness and also like adding a little bit of the Appalachian Trail mixed in with that. Um, so look towards that probably, you know, hopefully this year, if not next year, early next year. Um, then there's social media. I am on Instagram at I underscore am underscore dragon sky and on YouTube, the same I underscore am underscore dragon sky. Those are my two biggest, uh, platforms. I make videos and I write for Garage Grown Gear and Backpacking Light. Um, and I do podcasts sometimes. So, yeah. <laughs> you want to catch up and, like, see what's new and what I'm doing? Just, you know, make sure to follow me on Instagram. I'm always posting updates. We can vouch for that. Yes, she does. <laughs> well, Dragon Sky, it's been a pleasure to chat with you this evening. Uh, we enjoyed your company so much. Yeah, same. Thank you so much. It's been nice uh, chatting with y'all. Yes, and we hope to catch up again after you get back from the CDT. Okay, yeah, I'll be done. I would be down. Oh, fantastic. Well, have a lovely evening, and we shall chat with you soon. Okay, thank you. You too. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. And everybody, as per standard, follow us on all of our socials. We did mention this in the beginning of the episode. Go back to the beginning to listen because I'm not repeating myself. So other than that, there's nothing more. Till next week, ciao.